The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. to another episode of the World's Team on Blocking the Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I am joined by Paul Stewart. Hey, Paul, how you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm feeling a little bit tender this morning, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, tell everyone what you did last night. You uh, you kind of went back to your O-line days. Yeah, I was uh, attending my former football team's uh, awards night because they obviously they won the national championship division, so they're now pl- being promoted to the the Premier of American football in the UK. So they're going to be up against like so London and stuff like that next season. So it was a big celebration and that, and uh, get to see some of my old teammates and stuff like that. And yeah, it was a good night. A lot of uh, wine and whiskeys were involved, so <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty good. We were worried he'd be uh, not feeling too well today, but he's he's uh, ready to go. Yeah, the, the magic power of Iron Brew can always <laughs> resolve that. Oh yes, yeah, he's uh, kind enough to send me some Iron Brew uh, over in Texas, so I get my my Scottish superpowers from that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is pretty much. It is that a superpower where it does actually help with your hangover so i will admit that it does yeah <laughs> well i didn't realize that you guys did like the is it like relegation and stuff like that like i didn't realize yeah. that american football yeah it's like we've kind of have that mixed tier system where you've got different divisions and different levels so i think so and different with the different conferences as well so like a, it was basically the North Conference versus the South Conference. So, but the Pirates won fifty to twelve in the final against the Cambridgeshire Cats. So that was, and uh, it was great to watch. It was on uh, live on YouTube and stuff like that. So it was, I was, I was screaming my head off when uh, one of my teammates won. Man, it was great, just great to watch. Love that. Um, we always, I always say that they should do that with college football here, but you know. Yeah, because it, 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 it kind of gives you like a, a reason to fight for, like a, like a purpose to actually, you want to be in the top tier, you want like, like in a way, like, it's so weird, like, I, I like how here in the system with soccer games, like well, fit, what we call it football, obviously yeah. we're here in, in the UK and that, but 
it's like it gives teams motivation to kind of get up to the t- top tier to play those bigger teams. There's more money involved, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if they were to do that way, like so the NFL and stuff like that, I mean, it would give more teams more incentive not to flunk. Keep like it, it might involve more money incentives to keep the team at that top top level. But it's not going to happen, though, unfortunately. But in a way. Where it comes to like if you were the worst team, then you do always do have a good advantage of picking up the next best available up and coming superstar in the draft. So it kind of balances itself out in that respect. Yeah, poor uh, Jacksonville would have a really hard time with that system. If- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What would they do if they were like twenty seventh? That would be a question the mark for sure. <laughs> Well, lucky for them, we don't have that, but, you know. Yep, absolutely. They should think about it is all I'm saying. Um, let's talk about this week. We are playing the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. Yeah, the nasty blue-headed monsters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting one because obviously it's Monday Night Football. We're away to New York, and it's coming off the win against the Cincinnati Bengals, there's a lot of good positives taken from that game, um, especially like within the offensive line and defensive line. Um, it's going to be a much more harder test because their offensive front uh, are, uh, have only managed to keep um, Daniel Jones limited to only three sacks, but they are still questionable in terms of the quarterback prefer- pressures which I do have the notes with me right now. And essentially, uh, Mark, the guard, Mark Lewinowski, has given up seven QB pressures. Evan Neal has given up five. Andrew Thomas has given up four. And I think there was a mix. Of, I think the right guards, or I don't know, I think it's the, I think it's the right guard, but Joshua Izidu and Blaine Bledison. Uh, they've obviously kind of swapped uh, during the game or when must have played one game each or something like that but uh, they've given up uh, three QB pressures as well so there is room for our defensive line to kind of put the pressure on Daniel Jones but when I was watching the, the game against the Panthers you can't help but notice that Daniel Jones does scramble out the pocket and does go outfield to run with the ball. So, but likes uh, Micah Parsons and the Marcus Lawrence and LVE, they'll need to be on the alert to make sure that if he does look to escape the pocket, he is going to run upfield. He's not going to throw the ball pretty much. Yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna uh, get your. Th- thoughts here on in the trenches when we talk about your article coming out this week Um, and I'm excited to hear uh how we might possibly you know have a have a way to win this game but um first and foremost can you break down um for me who we think is going to be inactive for the Giants on uh Monday night yes so I have the New York Giants um practice reports right now so Obviously, Leonard Williams did not practice first in Friday. He is out with a knee injury, which he picked up against the Carolina Panthers. Um, he is definitely questionable for this game. Um, Aziz Ujulari and Kayvon Tribadeau, uh, they might be they might be active 
going into this game, meeting their seasonal debuts this, uh, against the Cowboys. Um, also, uh, wide receiver Kadirius Tony did not practice on Friday with a hamstring injury. That one seems uh, kind of big to me. Yeah, like, like yeah, he's a former, he is a first round draft pick, but he's not really set the stars aligned for the Giants right now. Like, I'm looking like, for, for the likes of the Giants, like, they're, not, they're receiving yards are not really great. Um, I'm just bringing up the stats now. So, the, 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 big, uh, the biggest guy uh, that's actually got the most yards is Richie James, who I have no idea who that is. <laughs> So he's got a total of 110 yards from two games right now, uh, from 12 targets, averaging 11 yards per ca- uh, per catch. And you're gonna you're gonna be surprised who 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 the number two wide receiver is. No, sorry, number three. Sorry, number three uh, is Saquon Barkley. He is the number three wide receiver. <laughs> well, the thing about Saquon Barkley is that man can do it all. Yeah, that, like he it, like as 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 much you can hate. The Giants and that, but you need to kind of recognize that Saquon Barkley is a legit baller. It really is. We've, um, yeah, we've gotten kind of lucky not having to face him um, due to injury. <clears throat> so yes, yeah, because <laughs> the past two seasons he's obviously been played with injuries, and obviously it's not been he's pretty much getting back up to speed. But for the past two games this season, he's got a total of two hundred thirty-six yards rushing. And a total of forty-six yards receiving. Um, I mean, he has looked very, very good uh, in the run game right now. And and for likes of Parsons and D, uh, Demarcus Lawrence and stuff like that, and Aiden Dudley especially, that our defensive lineman coach, that he'll be one to kind of stop Saquon on his tracks in this game for sure. Oof. Yeah, I know it's 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 a it's a it's a, it's a horrible shiver you're thinking about. That. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, so he, he does scare the crap out of me. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, just to kind of a layout for Daniel Jones, he's had a total of 364 passing yards from two games with only three touchdowns and one interception, and he's been sacked uh, eight times in total this season. So, um, no, is that correct? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's been, it says it's been sacked. Uh, eight, uh, in the two games, he's been sacked, yep. Okay, and then, okay, so I kind of drew you off sides a little bit with my little, my Tony talk. Um, <laughs> or I just, I'm wondering, is there anyone else that we might not have to face Monday? And then how are we looking? Because we had some interesting, um, do not practices this week. And yeah, so uh, yeah, the, well, the biggest name of the whole um, from the Dallas Cowboys perspective yeah. is obviously Michael Parsons, who is out with a cold. Um, Jerry did come out and so did Mike McCarthy. Uh, it's more of a precaution, just keeping them away from the team and let them just kind of heal up type of thing or rest up pretty much. And But we are expected to see him suited and booted for Monday. So, As someone who has dealt with a gnarly cold this last week, um, I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. Take a rest. Um, also on the list, we've got uh, Trevon Diggs. He was in full practice yesterday. Uh, Quentin Boana is now limited. Um, excuse me. Um, Jaron Karras did not practice. Um, 
as we know, Conor McGovern still uh, recovering with the ankle, Dak Prescott, and obviously Dalton Schultz with the knee. Yeah, I, that was kind of one of those things. I think everybody kind of held their breath um, when he banged his knee um, in the last game. So <clears throat> it's not a total shock. It's mm-hmm. it's a good thing that it's, you know, not as serious as it could have been. Um, but, you know, it'll be, I think it'll be interesting to see um, Jake Ferguson and Hendershot, you know, get a little more playing time. I'm, I'm actually quite excited about that prospect, to be perfectly honest with you, because especially if we're in the red zone, like Ferguson's going to be pretty much going to be that go-to guy, I think. I think. And he is an unknown guy to them. Yeah, he's, he's a bit of an, an enigma right now, because we've not actually seen a lot of him, but from when mm. he actually has been on the field, like he's, he's looked very, very composed and comfortable, but we haven't really seen the full capacity of what he can do yet. Yeah. And if you think about it, you know, he's not practicing with the first team with Dak Prescott and such. He was more so seeing the likes of Cooper Rush and Will Greer. Yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned about being part of like not in the first team is, and this is something I want to kind of ask you. It's like, I think this is my prediction. I think Noah Brown is going to have a nah ball over a game because when you think about like sort of relationships of players, like Dak has Dalton. Mm-hmm. Cooper, Cooper Rush will have Noah Brown because he's actually played like played more snaps with him, throwing the ball more to him more than any like than Dak has. So there's yeah. that there's that chemistry between the two. So I'm I'm kind of saying like expect Noah Brown to get the ball thrown to him quite a lot in this game. Yeah, I mean he even mentioned that himself. So I wonder, I wonder if future teams kind of gameplay around it. Mm-hmm. But you know, obviously the. Um, the one that they typically are going to want to game play around is CD lamb. So it kind of helps that, you know, his comfort zone is Noah Brown. Um, mm-hmm. You could, you could tell in that, in uh, last week's game that, you know, he felt he knew exactly what Noah was going to do, where he was going to hit him. And that was like, a, it, they looked good together. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But, you know, there is a, I'm saying there's a chance we could see um, uh, Michael Gallup out there this week. Oh, yes. I Yeah, we forgot to mention him there. Yeah, so he was full participation on Thursday and he was in practice Friday, Phil. So the chances are we're going to see Michael Gallup be kitted up for the game on Monday. So that's exciting news. Um, I'm buzzing for him to come back. Uh, I know he's dying to come back, at Gallup, because it's uh, it's been a long road, but he's 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 finally pretty much nearly there, getting back onto the field again. So it's great, it'll be good to see him kicking uh, it up. Yeah, I mean, anything that can help Cooper Rush um, in this offense <laughs> is is something that I want to see happen. So yeah, we, like. Literally, we need as much help as we can get, like just to help Cooper and is uh, even Zeke in that as well. From that perspective, just to kind of keep the ball moving forward and that, and um, and it gives Kellen more and more options now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was nice to see them, um, you know, lean into using the run last week. Um, it was something yes. that. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I, I don't know if you may have. So, the, the Tony Pollard 47 mm-hmm. yard 
well, it's a screen pass, but you can call it a rush wherever you want. But um, I don't know if you may have noticed, but the block by Tyler Biadish was absolutely perfection. Like, that was, for me, that was Tyler Biadish's best game in the Cowboys. That was his best ever game, like, since he's been, with, uh, since he got drafted. Well, I, I mean, I am glad that you pointed that out because I mean, I was sitting, it's, it's kind of hard. Like I love going to games, but it is kind of mm-hmm. hard to, you know, pick up on the nuances of like what happens, um, like in the breakdown. Yeah. It's, it's when you're at the game, you're going to, you're, you're only going to get one opportunity to see it. You're not going to have the opportunity to watch it back right. instantly, but, um, just what like, the, t- it was his placement on that block. So he was snapped the ball. He was pulling. And he moved out to the outside and made a, a beautiful block in uh, the cornerback, Eli Apple, and just forced him out wide. And it opened the doorway for um, Tony Pollard. Also, on that same play, um, Tyler Smith made a really great, a really good inside, inside block um, to, for the other side to just basically open the door even wider. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I can't remember who the player was. He blocked it. I know it was a linebacker. I think it was like number fifty-four or something like that. I can't remember, but um, but it was it was it was it was great. It was really good to watch. Tyler Smith gave up zero pressures in that game, um, and also there's this is the big one: zero penalties from the O line. Zero. Well, massive. And, and that's the thing, you know. Obviously, we faced an <clears throat> incredible defense in our first game, the mm-hmm. Buccaneers. Yep. Um, but I'm interested. I think that's probably the biggest point um, to look at how they're trending going from game to game. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that they didn't give up penalties because you did, you went from the Buccaneers, which is, they're incredible to yep. Bengals. They're not like, they're not terrible, but they're not nearly the same they have a, yeah i mean they actually like i would say they're top fifth they're in the top half in terms of their run defense yeah so and we managed to like shut down trey hendrickson to only one tackle throughout yeah. that whole game and that's a, a a win on itself like their star defensive end literally was so ineffective throughout that whole game and in fair play to turn steel he played a lot better in this game like he had a lot of criticism on that Bucks game with the penalties and made some really absolute hurlers of a block, completely mistiming it. But he really got his act together in this game. And and for me, credit does. Uh, I need to give credit for Joe Philbin for turning that around. Like I know I've been on his he case. Both dog on Joe Philbin a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I'm still gonna be very critical of Philbin sometimes. Um, <laughs> But it's all for the right reasons. Um, yeah. But he got it right in this game. And hopefully we can keep that momentum going with the offensive line and defensive line for Aiden Dirty as well. Yeah, I honestly, I think just like from week to week, the fact that um, there were no penalties is probably the biggest indicator that, you know, mm-hmm. they really got down to business and put a focus on it. Um, is there anything else that just kind of stood out to you? Just like how they're progressing and how they're trending? In terms of just the Cowboys in general, uh, the O line, sorry. Oh, the O line. Oh, oh, well, obviously we know it's like Martin's just um an absolute baller. We know that, like his uh, actual like the actual Tony Pollard touchdown in the goal line, like he absolutely decimated DJ Reader to the ground, absolutely destroyed yeah. him. 
It was, it was beautiful to watch. <laughs> like you can actually, even just from his stance, he looked aggressive in that game. <laughs> um, um, my, I do still have concerns with um, Matt Forniark. Um, mm. it, we know he's not going to be the guard for the rest of the season. We know that, but for this game and against the Giants, most of our sacks have came from the linebackers. So. It'll be very interesting to see um, how Farnyard can self-improve from the pass protection side. Yeah, he, he did okay. He did. He did. Well, yeah, he did reasonably okay uh, in the run blocking and stuff like that with Tyler Smith uh, sealing up the blocks, opening the pass for Pollard and Zeke. And but it's the pass protection that kind of concerns me with uh, with Farnyard um, in, 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 in the middle. So, but um, who else? Um, Smith, he's getting, he's really progressing very, very well, and it's it's made my, um, made my worries about the whole draft pick right. kind of set, settle down. Like I feel a lot more comfortable with the pick with Tyler Smith, like because I thought we could have maybe got him in the second round or something like that. We could have should have got a defensive end drafted or something like that. But no, I'm actually quite happy with what. Uh, the front office did in regards to that, like drafting Tyler Smith. Yeah. But we're now, but we're, we are going to be in a situation now with um, what do we do with Jason Peters? Do we right. do we play him? At, do we play him at left left tackle and kick him back in and kick Smith inside, or do we keep Tyler Smith on left tackle and not play Jason Peters and put Connor McGovern back in? Well, that's, and that's something I'd like to get your thought on. Is you know given that the landscape of the O-line is a little uncertain, do you see Tyler Smith as like someone who's a little malleable, like that can like kind of fit into whatever position you put him in just because he hasn't really had a solid footing? Um, I'm, a, I'm a big, I mean, for, for, for me, I'm a big firm believer trying not to move players about in the offensive yeah. line because I always kind of think like, if you've got like, see like Zach Martin's a perfect example. Like you're going to get 100 of his potential at right guard. Mm-hmm. If you were to if you were to put him at right tackle, center, or left guard, or le- whatever, you're only going <laughs> to you, you, yeah yeah you're literally going to get probably about half of that potential. Like because it's different, especially if it's in run blocking schemes. There's unfamiliar. Mm-hmm being familiar uh, familiarized uh, with that type of st- stunt or play or pull or whatever yeah the techniques uh, are different yeah definitely and if especially and the big the hardest difference if you're playing from the right hand side going on to the left hand side then you're kicking back with a different you're using your hips completely opposite like especially in pass protection yeah like because you're kicking if you're on the left side you're kicking with your left foot back and dragging your right foot, whereas on the other side it's your right foot dragging with your left foot. So it's that's a whole like for me, I cannot like when I was playing, I could not play on the right hand side. I just yeah. I I did not feel comfortable of it. Like my my body mechanics just didn't <laughs> was just not did not feel good about that. So support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. 
That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Um, it's just something I wonder because, you know, they talk about all the time when they re- reference Tyler and why they drafted him is just like his absolute raw talent. Um, yeah. And they were, it's just, you know, with that so uncertain and with Jason Peters coming in, it's like, you wonder if they, you know, keep him where he's at right now, or if they, you know, try to work him in, in a different way. Um I think, yeah, I mean, I think Peters has had some snaps playing at left guard, so we might even see him at left guard, but I find that's a very, very unlikely case scenario. Like, if it was me, I do like like, like the fact that we brought Peters in, but I'm more cautious about the continuity of the offensive line. It's starting to build... um, very well. You've got Smith out there is getting more comfortable at the, and he is going to be our future left tackle anyway when Tyron right. um, hangs him up. Um, it'd be very interesting to see. Um, if, if, if it was me, I would actually put McGovern back in for now um, and have Peters there as your proper backup. How's his uh, recovery going? Do we know? Um, as far as I know, he's got another couple of weeks to go. Yeah, um, and we're not going to see Peters but, this week, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, yeah, he said he's going to be a couple of weeks. I think he'll be... Um, you see him coming in I, for the, at the Commanders game? Yeah. Oh, God, I still cannot believe they're, they're called that. Oh. <laughs> I know, it's very confusing. <laughs> oh, it's such a lame name. Anyway, I know we're, we're, we're bashing insults to our opponents today. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so given that they are trending in the right direction, um, do you... Do you really see um, that being like the reason why we were able to be more successful this week with the run? Oh, absolutely. It's the O-line? Absolutely. Definitely. 100%. Like, I I don't know what it is that Joe Philbin and the offensive line did. I don't know if they sprinkled some magic fairy dust to to get that continuity working. I mean, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. There were some parts that the, the second half was definitely a struggle because the Bengals did managed to shut us down for only three points. And that three points came from Mr. Money Brett Maher. Money Maher. Yep. It's funny how so, everyone uh, likes Brett right now. Oh, well, uh, well, <laughs> they were very if, scared uh, when we picked him up. Make kicks, you get loved. If you miss them, you get hated. Yep, it's true. And he's been right on the money so far. We'll uh-huh. see how that holds up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it definitely got, I nearly uh, screamed the whole uh complex i stay in because <laughs> i was streaming <laughs> yeah. uh, celeb- celebrating well and i mean if you think about it like it's we're lucky to be able to rely on him to take us it over sounds, the top 
when it like, sounds weird sounds weird right we're actually yeah. uh, like just a couple of years ago we were like when it comes to the like here's the thing about Brett Maher and this is the thing I'm still we have not seen yet is that he's he's great at very short range kicks he's good at the long kicks but it's the mid-range is the questionable ones it's like between the 30 yard and 40 yard border, like like that type of threshold like that's where he seems to struggle when it comes to his field goals yeah but but if he like put him in for like a 62 yard or 59 yard he'll make that like and make it look bloody easy like but yeah. it seems to but it seems to be the mid-range he really struggles it's, it's weird well i mean and that's and we're going off of you know what we had seen from him when he was previously on the team um we haven't really had to see him go mid-range yet um, no no he could very he could very well have locked that up we'll see we'll see I mean, i'm holding out hope is what i'm saying <laughs> i mean and this is really sound weird to say this but it makes sense i don't want to see brett maher on the field because that means we're actually putting more points on the board, essentially. Like, we don't want to kind of resort, result to field goals. We want to kind of get more of the touchdowns. You're No, you're totally right on that. However, the fact that we are able to um, live and die a little bit by a field goal means that yeah. our defense is keeping that score down so that we have a, a reachable target. Um, yeah. And, I mean, obviously the easiest thing to pinpoint for like how um, how we're able to do that and how we're able to be so successful on defense is uh, Micah Parsons. But is there oh, anyone, <laughs> and you can gush about him. All, like I, I will give you the floor for that for sure. But while you're doing that, um, I just want to hear from you. Um, why, why you're thinking, why you think we're having so much success um, on the defensive front and like, just kind of gush to me about them. I'd love to hear it. Dan Quinn. It's, it's really, Dan it's Quinn, baby. To, it, it, it really, it, it's always, it's always down to DQ. Like, and, and fair play to Aiden Dirty as well, the defensive lineman coach. He's done a <laughs> outstanding job for the past, like even last season. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. We are still struggling. Like, if you take Micah Parsons out of the equation from the defensive line front, we're we're not really presenting as much of a threat. We, we, we although Dante Fowler Jr. did did get a sack uh, on Joe Burrow, and mm-hmm. but uh, it's mostly that our linebackers are the ones, and obviously and there's Donovan Wilson as well. Because right now, Fowler had a couple good um, hits that game actually. Oh yeah, but he, like Donovan Wilson's out there to set. Like I think he's literally out there to make a statement this season. Yeah. I think. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to remember that. So as of right now, Micah Parsons has eight total sacks. Um, no, sorry, no eight. It does eight total sacks in the Cowboys. Micah Parsons has got four. Dorrance Armstrong's got two. Dante Fowler's got one, and Leighton Van Der Esch has got one. And sorry, and Donovan Wilson doesn't have a sack. I don't think it, it was Dante Fowler Jr. I was getting mixed up there, but but Donovan Wilson is balling out out there. I I just remember during that game like multiple times like elbowing my sister and being like that's dq's guy that's dq's guy you're gonna see him this year <laughs> so okay, i was yeah i was, I was pumped. i was definitely pumped to see fowler um living up to his potential in this game i mean absolutely i mean it's 
he really seems to bring bring out the really best out of players. Um, although I do want to see more from our interiors, like like say Bohana, mm-hmm. Gallimore. Even though like even though they had a good game and but they were they're, doesn't mean to say like they didn't have any many tackles or they were the ones that actually prevented Joe Mixon to run up the middle. He, right. Joe, Joe Mixon had to run out wide every nearly every single play. And and that's where Van Der Esch and Donovan Wilson came into play. That's how right. their stats are so high up because, like, so Bohanna, now they were getting into space. They made Cardell Wilson mm-hmm. look like an like absolute nothing. They really they really exposed that offensive line, but they will have a much harder job again. Like, so uh, the New York Giants. Yeah, with Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Much harder job because Saquon is a more powerful runner for sure, but. Um, and more elusive, so it'll be you could probably find the creases in the middle of the, the defensive line, right? And I mean, that's kind of it's kind of good that we, you know, Joe Mixon is not an easy guy to stop. Oh, so- no, like I, I, I was, I think a lot of people have made the comments saying Joe Mixon's probably one of the hardest running backs to bring down, like he just keeps the feet moving. Saquon, <laughs> on the other hand. <laughs> Uh, Saquon, on the other hand, um, he's fast, he's elusive, but you can tackle him. Like I think it's, I think it's like his yards after contact is not necessarily that great. Like it's just when he gets upfield in a lot of space, that's when it's really hard to stop him. Like get near him. It's just when you, I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be a really interesting game and see how that develops because our run defense really needs to crank it up a new level for this game I think because um, like I mentioned it's like their run defense is uh, pretty good so it's a run offense sorry run offense right because um, like I said so it's 236 yards rushing and 45 45 yards or 46 yards receiving from Barkley so he's definitely the the main weapon for the Giants, and and uh, we know Dan Quinn will be prepared for all the scenarios. But like I was trying to mention before we went live, a uh, um, recording this, I'm more concerned about uh, within the pass rush where we will put the pressure on Daniel Jones, but he will have the tendency to kind of le- jump out the pocket and try and run up field, which we saw plenty of that during the, the Panthers game. So yeah. for likes, so for likes, uh, Van der Esch, Donovan Wilson, even Parsons, if he's in coverage, they will need to be absolutely spot on in terms of like anticipating that. But so, but I, I've, I've very high confidence that we will, um, be the better team against the Giants. I think. Now, is that um what you kind of? focused on in your uh in the trenches this week or yeah I, i've kind of i briefly mentioned that i think that's something they will need to um just be on the lookout lookout for is daniel jones leaving the pocket pretty much yeah i mean is his passing starts only that great um i mean it's just kind of I'm trying, let me get off his average um so he's 364 yards uh Completion rate is 70.9%. Um, he's average, his average is 182 yards per game. So 
and he's only scored three touchdowns with one interception. And his and his quarterback rating is well, passer rating is ninety nine point four. So it's uh, it's okay stats, but it's not like destructive like your Patrick Mahomes statistics or anything like that, or your Lamar Jackson stats or anything. But he will still cause a threat, even though he he does. Uh, Jones can be a bit tentative to make quite a lot of mistakes, but it can still cause a threat. So we just need to be, Dallas needs to be on the lookout and make sure that he's kept in the pocket and make sure that, um, like said, Diggs and all that are switched on. Because I don't think that, like we mentioned, um, a, a wide receiver, Cadarius Tony, um, is likely to miss out in this game. And, and still, right, like Sterling Shepard's not really getting. Well, he's only scored a hundred and five yards, but they're big. Well, I find this is the, one of the Giants' biggest busts is in, is in Kenny Galladay. I just don't think like he's definitely not worth. Like, if I was a Giants fan, I'd be completely disappointed the fact that we wasted all that money on him right now, personally, because um, he's only rec- recorded twenty two yards and that only in three targets. In the, in the in the last two games, that's not that's not that's not a good statistic when you're pretty much paid like a number one wide receiver right now. And what do you kind of chalk that up to? Like, I mean, obviously for us, um, you know, we are we kind of narrow the playbook, you know, with someone like Cooper Rush. Um, you, you use different like you use different targets and stuff like that. I'm not yeah, saying, yeah. saying that he's not capable. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, their offensive scheme, do you think they focus, I mean, they kind of put it on Saquon Barkley's back or, like, they just don't focus I, on that? What do you see I, for them? I think that I think they just rely on Barkley way too much, I think. like, And it's so weird to say it. Like, I still can't believe they're actually 2-0. Like, yeah. They, they, they don't look like an actual team that should be 2-0. and Like, yeah, they, they've just scraped the victories, but they weren't they playing, they weren't they dominant in any of those two games, um, especially in that Panthers game. Like, there was times where the Panthers looked like they were the team that were actually going to win, but it's somehow the Giants won. My, I just, I, but it's more well, down to Saquon. If you look at it, though, um, they were also able to keep... Um, Teams, especially, I think the Titans is probably the one that surprises me more, uh, simply because they do have, you know, Derrick Henry and they have a more powerful. Yeah. Offense. The fact that they were able to keep them to twenty points. Um, do you like? How do you see their defense um, going up against uh, the Cooper Rush offense? Yeah, I think this is going to be the more interesting battle. Um, is how our offensive line are going to. Do and like we mentioned about the injury report, uh, Tripodo, uh, as he's Lugilari and uh, or, are questionable, but they might likely to start. But as the big ones, Leonard Williams, he is more likely not to feature in this game, which is a big bonus. Um, because uh, Leonard Williams is their main threat down the middle, their nose tackle essentially. Um, I think with him being out, it kind of helps the run game a lot more, might take the pressure off Cooper Rush. And he had a 
a, a, for what he had to do during that game, he, he was pretty good. I thought, like, even though it was just one touchdown, uh, but still zero interceptions. Um, but but hey, um, I think with this game going forward, I think we will. Yeah, I think we'll be. I think we'll be enough to beat the Giants. Like the coverage right now, um, is put. I think. Let me just double check the stats here again. Um, the the press. Uh, the the New York Giants are ranked twenty ninth. Uh, in terms of their, a. Uh, uh, was it the coverage? Uh, it was their. Pass rush, they're ranked 29th for their pass rush. Their run defense, they are ranked 25th. And for in terms of the actual coverage, they are ranked 22nd. Mm -hmm. So, but overall, their their, overall, their defense are ranked 25th in the NFL. Whereas the whereas the Dallas Cowboys are, are joint seventh with the Denver Broncos, and that is provided by Pro Football Focus PFF. Yeah, and uh, obviously we can't live and die by PFF, but no, no, you can't. But it, <laughs> it, it, it gives you some yeah, metrics. Yeah, gives you a little, of, yeah, something to look at that defense with. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's weird statistics that uh, <laughs> they do bring out, but it, it can be quite helpful. But sometimes you rely on what type of game were they watching? Sometimes. <laughs> Right. Uh, but yeah, the way the way how they grade some players is a wee bit questionable. But yeah, and the players will sound off about it on Twitter, so always look out for that. But <laughs> oh yeah, that's always the fun part seeing players getting irate. So like, what are you talking about? Did you? I, they'll be like, did you actually watch the game? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, okay. So you you have a good feeling about this game. <clears throat> I do. Yeah, I I, I I I do believe we yeah. will get the one. I do. Okay, so you count it as a W. Do you have a score prediction? I won't hold I, I, you to it, but... I think it's going to be a close one. Mm-hmm. So, no, in fact, it could actually be a high score, actually. Um, you think? I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, you know what? Screw it. I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling pretty and confident about this, actually. I'm going to say Cowboys 38, Giants... Ooh, wow. Giants 24. Okay. All right. Yeah. I know it's uh I, I like making I like making bold statements. So <laughs> you didn't want to go full 40 burger? I don't think we'll get the 40 burger, no. no. <laughs> I mean you got we got pretty close at that 38. I know, I know. <laughs> You're wild for that. Um, I'm thinking more like Hmm. Maybe like a thirteen ten. It's gonna be a dog. Wow. <laughs> I'm keeping it low, baby. Like they like they're not letting like teams get upwards of twenty so far, and uh, we're not really either. So I'm keeping it low, but we'll see. I uh, I think we. I don't know. You're more confident than I am about this game. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's funny that you funny that you just mesh, uh, mentioned about the score predictions. Our uh, fellow uh, BTB David Howman just actually messaged me there asking me for my store prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'll send mine over too. <laughs> um, okay, so before we veer too far away, um, you have 
we kind of touched on it. You have In the Trenches coming out tonight, yep. um, Saturday night. Yep, that's 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Yep. So everyone make sure you check that out on bloggingboys.com. Um, before we go too far, um, before we leave you, I should say, I feel like we have to talk about Jerry's comments on Amari Cooper. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the more Cooper is balling out, the more angry and angry I'm getting about that whole trade. I really am. Yeah. Like, I'm, 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 I'm really, really happy for Amari balling out. He's just such a lovely guy. He's doing what he does. Exactly. And for us not to retain that service, that what he does best is crazy to me. I, I, I just still don't understand what, like, I get the cap issues and stuff like that back then. But I mean, you could we could afford him this year. I'm sorry. <laughs> easily, yeah. easily afforded him. Well, and so I'll give a little context. Um, so Jerry <clears throat> stated, well, Amari Cooper, the issue with Amari Cooper was how much we were paying him and what we could do with that money completely. Amari Cooper is a good, a real good player, top player and could should be able to be on any team there is in the NFL but do you want to allocate that much money to it or do you have that much allocation or would you rather have a better offensive line? Would you rather have a better pass rush? You can't have it all, men. You can't have it all is what he said. So, yeah. So the problem, what he just said there, right? Don't get me wrong. We have brought in Tyler Smith and stuff like that, but in the, draft. Haven't, he's in the, draft, the draft, in the draft, that's it. But the yeah. way he's talking about, he's at, we've invested on, big names and well massive investment on the d-line and on the offensive line which we have not so i i don't know what jerry was well, on and it's just like you're talking about a better offensive line you picked up somebody like you mentioned you picked up Tyler smith um you're paying him rookie contract yep okay cool um and jason like, peters uh, wasn't even a he wasn't even in the radar. brain when you got yeah. rid of amari cooper so yep. Sorry, you can't yeah. even feign to talk about that being a reason why you freed up calf space that you didn't yeah. need to. So uh, it's it's I just don't know what he was thinking. I re- I don't know what Jerry and Stephen were thinking with that trade. I really don't know because, like you said, we could easily afford it um, <laughs> this season. Um, because I think the biggest factor for all was like trying to make room so we can actually keep Randy Gregory. But look what happened there. Right. You let him go. <laughs> yep. We let him go. We tried to throw in a stupid contract number at him at the last second. And and I don't blame Randy for leaving, but it kind of left that open now, like for the whole Amari Cooper situation. It's like, it's like. You could have it, had both of them, though. That's the it, thing. Potentially. Potentially. You um, could, they could have made that work. They didn't I, try. And if I would be more willing to listen to anything that he has to say on this topic if he wanted to stick his uh stick to the culture uh, conversation Mm -hmm. which is what he originally said um when he talked about more so talked about it after um lyle which still bothers me too just because if you ask anyone in that locker room lyle is not a problem um yeah yeah he, Although he I, mentioned, I, I, you know, they're missing games for this, they're missing games for that. They're just not there for us. 
If you want to stick to that argument, that's great. Stop bringing in this, oh, we wanted to give you a better offensive line thing, because that's not, that's not it. That's not why you did no. that. Sorry. We didn't. We, didn't, we hardly... We, 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 we brought Dante Fowler and we brought in wide receiver uh, yeah. James Washington. He's right. injured, for like, but pennies. But yeah, for, yeah, like for next, nearly next to nothing when you come in terms of the contracts and yeah. like compared to other players and stuff like that. It's like, what else have you done, Jerry? Like, well, Jerry and Stephen. Like, well, when he tries I- to point to the offensive line and a better pass rush. You didn't do anything specifically to do that. Sorry. Our, our, if he's talking about Dorrance Armstrong, then he's already in the team. I already had Dorrance Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, if it, uh, like, because uh, that seems he to be Jerry's guy. already. And, and you kind of use Micah Parsons because he was already here. And you can't, like, if, if all the players that we brought in from a, like, we, uh, in fact, did we actually, yeah, well, there's Dante Fowler. He did get a sack in fairness. But again, that's still, pennies in terms of contract still but we haven't really invested more on that type of pass rush we did bring in sam williams but that's a draft pick yeah on a rookie contract yeah so and that's and and for him him being a second rounder the contract's even cheaper so yeah it's like if you want to keep talking about this money thing like when is it gonna when are you going to use it yeah, you can't you can't use that as a scapegoat for every conversation when you're getting criticized, I think. No, I mean they they want to dig their heels in on this the cap space theory that they have going on. Um uh, the point of you know having this money is using it, if we're being completely honest. So well, if you're I'm, if you I'm, want I'm, to tell us it's a just say it's a rebuilding year. Just say it. Yeah. Uh, and fans will be ha- will be okay with that if you'd be upfront and honest about it. Like all he does is just a little marketing ploy. Every little it, thing he says, ever, as Jerry being Jerry, like he just turns everything into a media frenzy. Well, like, and he uh, knows. Like I, we were talking about this, you know, pre-show. He's he's feeding the media. Like that's oh yeah. He's like, oh, they'll talk about this this week. This will be a good one for them. And yeah. like, if they have any semblance of success, oh, see, we told you guys. No, they won in spite of what you did to this team. So I'm sorry, you don't get to hang your hat on that. You really don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree with you. Ah, uh, but uh, it's. And he's, and he's made multiple comments this week that were just like egregious. No one asked you. I mean, it, technically they did ask you, but like you didn't have to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it uh, wasn't, it, it was not necessary to bring up any sort of controversy between Dak and Cooper. It's not necessary to talk about Amari Cooper. You mm-hmm. you just want to get talked about in the media. And like like I'm smart fans know this, <laughs> but it still doesn't, it's not not gonna stop me from pointing out that he's being a dummy. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and for most fans now, they're starting to see that now. They're like, ah, it's like they know when Jerry's just basically saying silly stuff right out of the hat. Like, it's like, really? It's like, come on, man, seriously. For what reason, my guy? <laughs> yeah, there's just no need. <clears throat> like, because I think, I think 
especially within uh, blogging the boys, I think a lot of our reactions was like, Jerry, just stop talking. Just stop for once and stop talking. Well, and just- if, you, if you ask John Mishoda, he will tell you the same thing every time. He sticks around when everyone's already got their like sound bites from Jerry. He sticks around because he knows that you can ask Jerry the same question five times. You'll get a different answer every time. And mm-hmm. he will talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Until he's like, okay, well, I, I got to go have some more Johnny Walker now, so I'm going to leave. Like, <laughs> you give that man an inch and he will take a mile and he will just talk himself to death. Um, oh, God. <laughs> and that's, John says that he sticks around for that because he knows that he's going to get something. The longer you stay around Jerry, the more he's going to say. Jerry and Jerry and just the, our team in general are pretty much a content creator's paradise. Oh yeah, really? Like, where it's an absolute cash cow for the media. Yeah, that's all. Like, even though in the mainstream media, like on the talk shows and stuff like that, it's always like, oh, Cowboys this, Dak versus Cooper. What did you see? What Jerry Jones said? Blah blah blah. We need to make this argument. Blah 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 blah. You're like, it's like, do you not have anything else to talk about? Like, you're not talking about, I don't know, like, talk about the car. No, it's talking about that Kyler, Kyler Murray played for the two-point conversion. No one's talking about that. They're just talking about what's going on in Dallas all exactly. the time. Like, and, and this is why I keep saying, like, this is why that is America's team. And it's also the world's team. They Because hey. yeah, everyone, keep, everyone keeps talking about us. Right. I had a friend message me, like, about, um, he was talking about the Cooper comments. Um, oh, I should specify Cooper rush comments. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I was just like, all Jerry sees when, after he like drops this bomb and walks away is dollar signs. Yep. He's like, they're going to talk about me today. Let's go. I live for it. And I was like, and I am going to talk about it because you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, is there anything that you, uh, want to leave the people with as we go into uh monday night football against the giants a not anything but i want to get your thoughts what do you think is going to be the surprise of the game like it could be from offense it could be from defense it could be uh from even special teams what do you think is going to be a, a surprise going into this game <laughs> um i would micah is not a surprise so i can't use that um I will say, I'm like trying to decide if I want to talk about the offense or the defense. Um, what are you thinking there, Emma? <laughs> no, my mind is racing. Um, if Gallup plays, he gets a touchdown. Oh, I like that, take. I like that. I didn't even think about that, though, to be honest. I was going to say. I'm manifesting it. I'm going to, I was going to say that Trevor Diggs is going to get a pick six and take it to the house. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. He's going, to, he's, going to pick, he's going to pick off Daniel Jones. He's going to run it in for a touchdown. He's due for six. one. He's due for one. Yeah, absolutely. The defense are due for our, uh, our interception pick six. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're hungry for it. You can tell. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. So that that's going to be my take on it. Perfect. Well, we look forward to uh, chatting it up with you guys as we watch this Monday night football game. Um, It's going to be Tuesday morning for uh, Paul. 
but uh <laughs> yeah so yeah it's, it's literally 1 15 in the morning on tuesday for me to watch the game so, so I'll, my... stay awake and uh and hit him up on twitter tell him where to find you sorry say that again tell everyone where to find you so they can keep you awake oh. for the game <laughs> uh, yeah guys you can follow me on twitter at imp stew and also on instagram at the same handler and i am at meg murray with four r's on instagram and twitter and we look forward to uh talking about this game with you guys on monday and breaking it down for the next week uh next saturday yep sounds good and you can find paul's article among a million others um that we have for you at bloggingboys.com and uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Blogging the Boys Network wherever you listen to podcasts. And until then, we will see you next week. Have a good one, guys. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys.